0: No Wildcat Radio Welcome back, Wildcats, to Wildcat Radio with our special live podcast in Las Vegas, California, no. slash Nevada <laughs> No taxes at all, with our live audience, man! <laughs> Vegas is my favorite place to be I have lost so many bets and won so many bets with Rick how, how long were you awake
1: last night? Uh, I got back to the room just before 3 o'clock in the morning, Brian, which made it almost 24 hours for me.
0: That's impressive. That's impressive. I, I am a fan of the nap. I only napped for about an hour yesterday. I thought I napped for 20 minutes. Lie. That was a lie.
1: Brian is the king of the naps. like, traditionally three hours plus that Brian needs here. Yeah. And uh, we were really proud of him that he made it under an hour yesterday. So way, way, to, way to bring your A game, Connor.
0: <laughs> but what, what is, you know... How much is my time worth, really? Like, if I'm napping and I give you five hours and I only have to invest two, then I'm in great shape here. And we have a special guest. Come in here, Daniel. Oh, what's, what's up, guys? On? Hi, my name is Daniel. Nice to meet you guys. I'm not very... I am
2: not, might not be very good on the uh, old microphone, but I'm happy to, I'm, I'm excited to be with, here with you guys. Happy to Listen party. I've been to you guys yeah. for a long time, and I love what you do. Hey, hey man. I appreciate it. You. Yeah,
0: thanks. So, so uh, Daniel, yes, we, have, we have... ASU. Let me let me put this. We have we have a we have a windshield, guys. We have a. Frig- <laughs> we have a fortress of
3: solitude of blocks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of like when I was uh, when I was you know in third grade with my trapper keeper for it. <laughs> so that's kind of what we have right now, but it's with Jenga. So <laughs> um, so, so today we have Oregon versus ASU yep. and Washington versus Colorado. Yep. Who are you taking? I I mean I like oh what's the, what's the line
2: on Washington right now? Uh, it's uh, oh, Two, two, and, a two half. and a half. Two and a half. I mean. I, I think Washington crushed yesterday. I, I love Washington in that game. And then I think I don't want to root for Tempe Normal up there. But uh, yeah, I think we're going chalk with the last two. Oh, snap. Oh, you don't think Oregon's going you, you to... Gonna... I, I, I don't. I think, as you guys mentioned in an earlier video that I watched from you guys today, I think they are
0: the most talented team. Uh, potentially in the conference. Yeah, and I think it could show today. They have a lot of they have a lot of really good talent. Paper It's just whether or not Bobby Hurley can put it together, and he might not. Like and and that's happened, but he could. I think it's like one of the more most Jekyll and Hyde teams that you have in the conference. Yeah, and you know, watching Dort the other game, I know he got into some foul trouble. Um,
2: he got a tech when he played us, right? He got one of the one of, like a taunting tech when yeah, he yeah, played he did, yeah. played us, and so he didn't play a lot of the first half. But dude's a man. Um, and that's yeah. why he got uh, freshman of the year, right? Freshman of the year, all
1: conference honors. Yeah. yeah. So that dude, that dude's a monster. Yeah. He I, looks- do, I, I do, I do like Dana Altman over uh, over Bobby Burley as far as coaching is concerned. Um, and that ASU team is definitely one of the younger teams in the conference, and they've shown it at times this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the spreads at two, I, I have I have a little bit of staking in the game because I have Oregon winning the whole thing. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be rooting for Oregon tonight, but I agree with all the points that have been made. ASU definitely has... A really good opportunity to, to put themselves into the tournament with a win here today and, and, and possibly a
3: championship win uh, tomorrow.
0: So, one of the things in our awesome wind, by the way, we're recording this at a wind tunnel on purpose. We really <laughs> wanted to do that, just change it up for everybody.
3: We're actually right next door to the arena, so that's great. Like <laughs>
0: my, my favorite part though is like, so we're setting up, well, a couple, a couple things. We talk about Vegas like it's this wonderful person and wonderful thing. Uh, two yeah, two points to smart. make. One of them, I paid $15 for this beer. Joke's on me. I paid $15. (laughs) (laughs) Second. Uh, So we're ready to set up. We have our Jenga fort. We have everything going on. And all of a sudden, the rave happens. Now, they did it for us. This rave is literally for Wildcat Radio. But it happened. And so we're just trying to work through this right now. Very excited about this. (laughs) Um, One of the things that we had talked about on our Periscope, Rob, was the fact that ASU... uh, could make the tournament or could not make the tournament. I hope that they don't. You know, like i am am a I'm a Pac-12 fan except for ASU for the most part. Um, football's a little different. I I, I love Herb. S- like not Herb Sinek, but <laughs> Herb Edwards. I'm sorry. Yes. I want to give Herb Edwards a Herb, hug. We
3: are firm for Herb. Yeah. Exactly. These, like, <laughs> as
0: it were. As it were. Firm. <laughs> firm for Herb. Rob, do you think? Let's let's say that ASU loses this game to Oregon
3: what uh, are they in the tournament no I don't I don't think so they've been sitting solidly in the, the, the low 50s high you know or uh, high 50s low 60s in the NCAAs net rating um, does that, does they have, have some like great it. wins that Kansas win <clears throat> what they're really lacking though too is that they, they don't have a quality overall strength oh of schedule so I, I I think they have to win today Um and then, even potentially win against, I mean, wrap up the tournament to, to get in. Because I, I don't think that if you're ASU, you can be comfortable all the way to the end uh, on Selection Sunday.
0: Yeah, and I, I think one of the, my biggest arguments, this is my biggest argument for there only being 64 teams in the tournament, right? ASU is on the bubble right now. Like, ASU should have taken care of business in a bad Pac 12, and they just refused to do so. And, like, that's kind of coaching, right? Like, I mean, we. This is we, all on coaching. are so talented. A- and we've knocked Sean Miller at times for not being able to put together like a, uh, a solid, you know, like taking advantage of, of uh, like of just the talent that we have. Right. Um, and sometimes he does. I think it's fair if we're gonna if we're gonna criticize one coach, we should criticize another one. And Bobby Hurley, that team on paper is like the best <laughs> team in the Pac-12. Oh. Good lord,
3: Martin, Cheatham, you know, uh, Dort, like. Those guys right now, are that's the most talented starting five in the Pac-12. And if they put it together, I, I think they could actually beat Washington if they put it together. But I don't think that Bobby Hurley right now is anywhere near Hopkins as a coach or Altman as a coach. So it's a question of does he get him to show up? Does he have the game plan? Can he make the adjustments? And also, ASU's not as deep as you'd like. So if they get in any kind of foul trouble, like, they could be in yeah. trouble.
0: Yeah. Rick, Rick, Remy Martin, his hair, your thoughts? Uh, you, you should cut it. Oh, no. boom. Boom. <laughs> I, uh,
1: I'm a high and tight guy myself, <laughs> so As this is true. Our, this As is it true. I, I'm sure it works for him, and I'm sure it's extremely low maintenance. Um, but it, it's definitely not my style. My hairline is not receding, regardless of what my mother will tell you. Um, <laughs> never. But never I'm, I'm definitely not jealous of the fact that he can grow his hair like that. Your mom is
0: harsh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have a question. The good thing is. The sound, the sound with this rave that was thrown great. for Wildcat it Radio. So it's beautiful. I'm glad, Rick. You went over to talk to the rave master, I would what they call it? The rave master. And you said, "Sir, I'm very thankful for your time. That was really nice of you." Rick. Um, look at this guy right here. He's good. I like this, I like this. That's gonna sound fantastic on the podcast. <laughs> Thank
1: you, sir, for wheeling by that giant
0: cart. <laughs> Alright, so the best thing about being an Arizona fan in Vegas for the tournament is the fact that we have uh, there's always a ton of Arizona fans. And so Daniel, yes, you've answered this question before, don't worry about it. <laughs> That's it, okay, I'm it's ready. It's 70 times better Absolutely. now. Absolutely. So so as an Arizona fan, like how how is it being here? And it's kinda of weird now that Arizona isn't actually in the in what is it, Thursday or Friday? We're at Friday, right? It is yeah. Friday too. Yeah, it's Friday, Friday. games. <laughs> What's the fan base like here now?
2: And so, yeah, you knew that, you know, getting the ninth seed, having uh, a down year for Arizona, you knew that, you know, less people would be here. I actually, even when, I mean, we've been here ever since it came to uh, Vegas, this uh, tournament. And I've been saying over and over again to friends, family, whoever, whoever would listen, honestly, that... Uh, Arizona fans would come anyway. We, you would see them in droves. And to that point, I think I was wrong. I think I was a little underwhelmed by everyone who's here right now. I mean, still the most out of any conference team. Yeah, uh, oh, for sure. For, for sure. Yeah. But it's, it's definitely less than I expected here. Yeah. Or at least less excitement.
1: And, and and one of the things that I've been wondering, too, is, like, did Arizona fans not show up this year, or are they just not wearing their Wildcat gear? Oh, that's, oh, true. Well, yeah, well, yeah, that's true. well, You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> We could have Wildcat fans running around incognito right now. Don't hide, wear so. it with pride. <laughs> <Fear now. laughs> I
2: mean, I, that, I, what, what am I doing right now? I mean, I've got a UFA shirt under my jacket, but I'm rocking tucson Roadrunners, right now
0: <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so i i could be at fault for this i barely could be so it's so well, right right to your point i have an incognito i have a dirtbag shirt yeah. and i didn't wear i couldn't find it like it was in, it was in the dirty laundry it's or something I'm like this is. would have been the perfect the perfect yes. shirt to wear right now because it's just enough people now but not enough people know. Yeah. well
3: there's a john conzano the great writer for the oregonian he had a tweet out that he talked to a scalper outside of t-mobile yesterday and the scalper was saying he couldn't even unload tickets with Arizona out. He couldn't even unload tickets for the semifinals for forty bucks a piece. Uh, yeah, wow. No, I, I I was offered tickets to last night's game for thirty dollars, and I was like, meh. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: My <laughs> move my move has always been to buy the championship game and then sell it. You know, and make like a profit, and then and then lose that money promptly on betting on sports. That's been always been my move. Uh, and I didn't this year because I'm like, I don't know. Because we bought our tickets when Arizona was 5-0 in the Pac-12 in the Conference. <laughs> like, true. oh, hell yeah, we got this. We're still going to do this. But <laughs> I don't know. So looking looking forward I know, like, we don't want to be too negative in the regards, like, you know, Arizona lost this year, it's fine, like, let's put this season to bed, as, as Rob points out all the time. <laughs> um, so, we got Nico Mannion, we got Josh Green, I actually like this this uh, center kid that we have, I think it's, like, Christian, uh,
3: Coloco. Coloco, like Coco, yeah. or okay, yeah.
0: something, I probably got that wrong, but like, close enough, right, the guy's gonna be awesome, he, he can insult me personally for not getting his name right, but, but you know, you're not on the team yet, you, I only know your name when you're on the team, um. This is going to be a good, this is going to be an excellent recruiting class if we can hold on to it, and yeah. I think we will. Like, Rick, what do, what do you think about this uh, This coming year? And I think one of the problems, we talked about this actually, we, we talked about this today, thank you. Um, the fact that uh, we have a lot of freshmen that we're going to count on in this coming year, which makes me nervous because unless... Unless you have the best freshman in the country, it's really hard to make it to a final four with that many freshmen. You have Ira Lee who's coming back, and, and that guy has, look, I was a man. big, yeah, right? Like t- t- Talk to me about Ira Man, Lee. I was
2: not an Ira fan earlier in the year, but, man, did I start to love him as the stretch came on. I mean, just, just that excitement, that presence that he had. Um, The fact that, you know, he goes to the crowd, tries to get everyone amped on something that we needed this, especially
0: this year, was tremendous for this team. I think he's going to be awesome next year. Like, he's a really underrated player that will be a big cog of this team next year. Brandon Williams, this is one where I'm, like, a little bit hesitant on, where, you know, oh, I'm going to – the big thing is, oh, Brandon Williams is going to really build up these freshmen. Build them up to shoot 30% from a (laughs) two-point – like, I just, like, I want him to be good, and I hope that he's good. He, he came in with a lot of pedigree. And, Rick, I don't I don't know what to think about him right now because he's our top scorer, but a low-efficient scorer.
1: I, I think Brandon Williams had to play to the system that he was in with the players that he had this year. Okay. Um, and I, I think that by having some better talent on the floor with Brandon Williams, you really start to see where he can open up the game, uh, especially with his ball-handling skills. We're going to have a tremendous shooting guard with Nico Mannion. Uh, 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 Wouldn't good, he play point, though? No, if I'm Sean Miller, I, I, I probably play Brandon Williams at the point. I move Nico Mannion over to the two as a shooter. Nico Mannion's the type of two that can create his own shot off the dribble, and he can penetrate to the basket. And that's something that, in Sean Miller's offense, you can have operate outside that arc, and teams are going to have to strategize defensively just to stop Nico Mannion. Uh, And where Brandon Williams will really benefit from that Is not only will he have Nico Mannion off ball He'll have Josh Green Who's one of probably the best incoming freshman shooters That I've ever seen Um, And he's going to be the next big Australian player Uh, I I would As long as he has a decent year at Arizona I wouldn't have any problem seeing him go in the lottery Next next year's NBA draft
0: My big worry And and Rob, I want to hear what you think about this Is that When's the last time we've had a really good shooter? Like Salim Salemeier? Right? Mark, Mark, Marketing Mark good Mark shooter. is good shooter. yeah, I guess Mark and Hichu. But still, even with that offense, that was a fun team,
3: and that team should have beat Xavier and all that stuff. So yeah. I, that's that's a fair point. That's a fair point. But I but. mean. After, like before marking it, like Sean Miller hasn't traditionally recruited great shooters, and it's part of the reason the team struggles to break down zone, right? Like, yeah. So so that was something that I was just going to mention. It's
1: like one of our biggest criticisms of Sean Miller teams in the past has been their inability to play against a 2-3 zone, or any zone really for that matter. Uh, go and watch Nico Mannion's high school film tapes. Every single high school basketball team runs a 2-3 zone in this same age. Nobody plays man-to-man. And Nico Mannion destroys those defenses. Absolutely picks them apart. I, mean, uh, I feel, I feel like I have heard very this before. Excited. A person
3: destroys high school. I, mean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think one of the things, to your point, Rob, is that it's really hard to break down high school film. And we can do it a little bit better at football because you have...
3: You, they, mean, have, they, have they have distinct assignments. They have things that they're supposed to be doing. You, we have some basketball it can be hit or miss don't you feel like like some of these tournaments like there's some there's some breakdown of them some playing against another AAU team and you're I have no idea about any of the AAU team's quality
0: yeah uh, yeah I think the AAU thing has been like the biggest thing where if, if they're in a legit AAU conference that's where you're like you know if they're in a tournament you can yeah. really tell it's like all right it's DeAndre Aiden versus uh who was the guy in Duke that that had the year uh, as a Brandon Marvin Eager Bigley. oh yeah Marvin Bagley and stuff yeah that's where you can start, like, figuring out, like, all right, how do we go head-to-head? Yeah. With all that said, still, like, Nico Mannion is going to be a boss. Oh, no, like, like, he's going to be And, but, like, uh, I is think... Is he a one-year it, player? Oh, well, that, that's so... So, so Baron Average is like, is he a
1: one-year player? I would assume yes, right? Like, uh, he, I, I, think, I think that ultimately comes down to what position he lands at as an NBA player. Because he is one of those hybrid guards. You can play him at the one, you can play him at the two. Uh, if... Based on just height alone, you have to play Nico Mannion at the one. I don't know if you're a, a first round lottery pick right now. I, I, I think maybe after two years, if you're going to be playing the one, you know you can show what you're doing at the college level as a one, um, then that can definitely boost his draft
3: stock. Uh, but I think personally, he would benefit from at least two years in college. My yeah. bit, I'll go in. Well, Rick, Rick was talking about this earlier too. I mean, it's the I have concerns about with this freshman class coming in, and you have these guys that aren't necessarily great are going to be guaranteed playing time next season. It's something you see in football all the time. I mean, there's a lot of transfers in basketball, but, I mean, like, if you look at the guys that just transferred out on the offensive line for Arizona, it's because, like, Robert Congol's coming in, and he locked up a spot already, right? Like, yeah. there's just not going to be playing time for you. You're an upperclassman. Guys transfer in search of playing time. So, like, I, I do worry about depth next season behind these guys because... I don't know how many guys are going to stick around if you're going to get surpassed by a freshman and they're going to take the minutes. Yeah, and, and, and that's that's why I don't
1: necessarily think that Sean Miller is done with his recruiting class right now this year. Um, I, I do think based on, depending on how many transfer out, I, at this yeah. point I would say at least two aren't going to be with the team next season. I'm not going to name any names yet until it's official. Uh, possibly three. So I think Sean Miller has to get at least one more freshman recruit into this 2020 class and then take on a graduate transfer, preferably a center or or a power forward, somebody that can play in the front. Okay, Rob, let's get weird. I'm gonna put you on let's
0: the spot. Get, let's get weird. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna,
3: I'm gonna <laughs> we put you on the been spot. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've already gotten it for Herm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for for her. her, her, so her. So Hashtag for for her. I mean, we do the Pac-12 podcast, so we we do we are pretty ecumenical, I guess, in loving on Pac-12 teams. And nobody nobody's brought more fun to college football than Herm. Lately. He's,
0: he's I'm so, I'm so thankful for. him. All right, so if there are, let's say there are two to three transfers. Dude, who are they? And, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll participate here. I'll participate. I'll, and I'll start. I'll start. That's bad optics. Uh, no, 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 no. I'll start. I think that... Uh, who's the point guard, The backup point guard. <laughs> I can't think of right now. He's, he's a Caucasian. Oh, no, no, no. Marcello. Marcello. Yeah, Marcello. Yeah, Alex yeah, Alex Marcello.
1: Marcello will be on the team next year. In oh, yeah. the same role
3: that he is in. Good.
0: No, no, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, I'm, all right. Yeah. Joke's on you. Now who are you
3: going <laughs> <laughs> to jerks. Uh... You know, I can even see. I mean, as much as he's a fan favorite, like I can see Ira Lee maybe moving on to no, no, you think no, no way. I just I think that there's going to be hard. To, it's going to be. It's not just minutes. It's touches. Like right. Like yeah. I mean, if you have well, your role diminished no, 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 after, be be like, who's going
0: to play with him? Like,
1: and I think I think that he's kind of found himself a little bit more just as far as life beyond basketball yeah. this year as well. I, that, I think that's probably one of the things that I'm more proud of with Ira Lee this year is his personal growth. Yeah, off, the sport,
0: the court. off the yeah. D-line. But the thing, the thing on my yeah. end is like I'm not proud of this coaching staff. Or oh, like one game suspension. I think all right. Like we all make mistakes, but if I made that mistake, I'd want to be suspended for five games. But you know, whatever. whatever. <laughs> uh,
1: so, but like, who else? So, here's a good, here's a good question. You just, you want, want, me to, you just want me to, throw one out? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get it, get it. I, like. I, I, I would be very, very surprised if Brandon Randolph was on this team oh, yeah What? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I think, I think he would have an opportunity to transfer into a smaller conference, be a starter, putting up, you know, thirty-four minutes a game, yeah. easy, uh, if he went to, like, say, I don't, know, Fresno State. Or, you know, yeah. one of those other. I mean, like Justin
3: schools. Simon at St. Yeah, John's. I mean, exactly. Justin yeah. Simon had a I, I terrific think, I think year we'll, at St. John's. I, sure. I think we'll
1: see something very similar happen with Brandon Radoff with what we saw happen to Justin Simon. Talk about so,
3: disappointment, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throughout
2: the season. Well, then, what do you guys think about Dutrieve?
1: So, oh, he's, that's he's, a good so good. he's one of the ones that I've had on the bubble. You know, I've said two or three. Uh, I think he could have a role with this team next year. I don't know if he would be happy with that role. I don't know his mentality. I don't know, I, I don't know him personally. So. Um, I don't know how he would respond to to taking uh, uh or to basically leaving his role the same as it is now. I don't see how his role increases with the guards that we have coming in. Yeah. Uh, but that's something that him and the people around him are going to have to ultimately decide.
0: And, that, and that's a good question because what is what is or what is kind of, but like who is uh, Detrieve as a player? Like I think it's going to take him a couple of years to to get to the point where he could get drafted by the NBA. It's up to him whether or not he wants to actually invest that time in Arizona or try to make a big right. role. If I were him, I'd stay. Like I think I think he has a chance to get legit minutes next
1: year, right? Like, or am I just being too optimistic? Uh, I think he would have a chance to get um, maybe a few more minutes than he's getting this year, especially with the departure of Justin Coleman not being on the team. Those are going to be a lot more minutes uh, to open up with him graduating. Um, and then definitely if Brandon Randolph is one of the ones that transfers out You do have, you know, a couple of major guards coming in to take up most of those minutes. Um, But Alex Barcello is your only threat at that point. And like I said, Alex Barcello is going to have the same role for his duration at Arizona.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know, I'm pretty... Was that? Dylan Smith should transfer out. Huh? I mean, he's going to lose more minutes than he's,
1: he's, so, Yeah, he was the other major well, one that I like. Of well, the Dylan two Smith, definite so, ones. So, yeah. so
0: Bear Not Rich is blocked by our Jenga yeah. board. But he's talking, <laughs> he he talking about Dylan Smith. Go ahead, go ahead, Rick. Yeah,
1: and so, is, uh, you know, like if I, if I were to say two were definitely transferring out, my money would be on Brandon Randolph and... Dylan Smith Well, Dylan Smith doesn't have it Like, he just doesn't I mean, like At the you know, at its well, level okay? And level. But, you know He can he can leave this year And he can play Immediately next year You know, as a graduate transfer Oh Like, there's yeah. opportunity For him um, to, to at least have a role With somebody next year
0: Okay Alright So let's end it here We're in Las Vegas You have to Bet Come your in. entire You have to Bow, Las Vegas You have to Bet your entire life My entire
1: life On one team to win this Pac-12 tournament. The Pac-12 tournament. Pac-12 tournament. Rick, who are you, you going with? I mean, I already have money on Oregon. It's not my entire life, but I might as well just stick with that. It's Rick's your is Mortgage
0: <laughs> on Oregon. You heard it first here at Wildcat Radio. Daniel, who are you taking? He's Washington. Washington. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: okay. It is. Bet on the two-three zone in a tournament. Yeah. The tournament, though. I don't know about the conference tournament. How many times did Syracuse make all those runs in that Big East tournament with that two-three zone? Whatever. <laughs> yeah, Mike Hopkins was a coach on those teams. <laughs> like, <laughs> The argument that it doesn't work in conference tournaments too. Like I think AAC's going to be the. Or, uh, I think Washington's going
0: to be the crap out of Colorado. Give me the give me the ducks though. We said this on the last podcast. I'm. I will. I will tomorrow. I'll send you the ticket. I'll bet my entire house on Oregon. It'll be, it'll be in there. I'll, I'll send it out on Twitter. Walk at Radio AZ. See the entire ticket. Give me Oregon.
3: Give you, me, come on, Washington. Like, come on. Like, it's 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 the defense. It's Tybal. It's it's Hopkins as a coach. Like, they they've they've been the most disciplined team. Um, and also, I do want to see like you try to bet your entire house at the sports <laughs> bet. There's like, here's a picture. Here's we we redid the kitchen recently. <laughs> yeah, you just, you know, <laughs> we put it in a microwave. microwave. Right.
0: It's stainless steel. That's why <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us. We will talk to you tomorrow. WildcatRadioAZ.com. WildcatRadioAZ on Twitter. Rick Powell, R-A-C-K, balls with a Z. Rob Bowron, a lot of numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Bowron's, like, Twitter handles, like, RobBowron567-25.
3: I was a little late to the Twitter game. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is a Russian bot. <laughs> That's
0: weird because I do have a,
3: I do actually have a Twitter bot that I run. <laughs> and a Reddit bot.
0: <laughs> Alright guys, we'll get you uh, we'll catch you tomorrow. Bear down.
1: I've never felt more Irish.